0: Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, factory, red eyes, low beam, dog man, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptical of what I see, voodoo, hoodoo in New Orleans, thunderbird, swamp thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Not cast as much. I'm, I'm going to hit, rec- I, I hit record. We're recording now. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I just want to say that I'm like... Seriously, seriously honored to have my guest on today. I really like her a lot. We, we were on, like, for a small period of time, we were on the same radio network together with um, Daryl with the Global Enlightenment Radio Network. I think I only did a couple of shows with them, but Penny was on there. And that's who I'm speaking about. I'm speaking about Penny Bradley, um, SSP knock and pilot. Um, you probably see her channel on YouTube. She's on Odyssey. She's on Rumble. Um, a little bit more about her, Penny was kidnapped from her bed in california at the age of four driven across country taken to montauk um she was mind fractured she went to mars through a long island jump gate in 1964. she's going to tell us all about this and she was taken into what was the german ssp or what she calls the knockwaffen Um, It's a it's a very compelling story and uh, I wanted to tell it again because I don't think you guys have all heard it and uh, And I just want to give her a big warm welcome and thank her for coming on penny. Thank you for coming on and uh, how are you?
1: Well, thanks for having me and I may cough a bit because I'm getting over pneumonia Uh, Those who have been following me know I haven't met I haven't done much of anything over the last month because of that so Thank you for having me and being being my first interview back.
0: That's awesome. Re- I really feel honored. I, let me ask you this. Before we get into actually your story, like where is the, 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 like, what's the truth about the secret space program? Like, I probably already know it, but I kind of want my audience to hear it from you. Like, where where did the two secret space programs split off? Like, there's the Nazi one, and then there's the American one. But, like, when did it all start? Was it World War II? And, like, how did that all go about, if you could give us a brief, um, like, history?
1: Brief history is in the 1800s. Prussia. Tsarist Russia and the United States were allies. They were allies all the way through the 1800s up until Teddy Roosevelt was president in 1900. He's the one who broke that alliance and shifted it to being allied with Great Britain instead. Now, okay. through the whole through the whole 1800s, those three nations worked on all of the underlying technologies for space program together. Now, Prussia was just a small German principality that slowly, um, slowly annexed everybody else until World War One, they were finally calling themselves the German Empire but their goal was not to take over the world. Their goal was to unite all the German speaking countries, the little, little principalities and, and tribes basically into one nation. They were about 200 years behind everybody else, but because they had been the mercenaries that everybody else used, everybody else was scared (laughs) That's that's a polite term. They were scared that the Germans were uniting and they thought that this was a threat to them. And so they decided to nip it in the bud. Um, There were a lot of political issues. There were three genocides in Germany in the 20th century. You're only hearing about the one that was in the middle I'm not gonna go into a lot of details because I'm not a right-wing person, but it is true that there were three genocides and that two of them were killing off the German people. So uh, it was a very bloody time in their history. They lost probably two-thirds of their population between the two world wars and the two two genocides of the German people. So the population that we have now in Germany has this base of German tribal, but because their men were basically killed off after the war, they imported a lot of people from the Middle East to do the job and of course, When you have single women and you have attractive men, you have intermarriage. And so the population of Germany now is not the same as it was before World War II. And some people think that's a problem. Other people don't. I'm just stating it as a fact. So um, I'm hearing a lot of racism. In the disclosure movement, uh, in fact, there's a, there's a book out where the writer calls for the genocide of the German people. He also calls for the genocide of the Japanese people. And frankly, I'm a, I'm completely shocked, mortified, offended by that because those people haven't done anything to anybody in 70 years. Japan doesn't even have a regular military at this point. They're starting to build one up now because of the situation in in Asia. So, you know, I I look at this stuff and I'm like, yes, I served with the Germans, no, I'm not a Nazi. I want to
0: make
1: that clear from the get go. So, uh,
0: from from what I gathered, I was watching a little bit of like James Ring's presentation on the um, on the German secret space program, and I only got to catch a little bit of it. But like, supposedly, like the 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 not the 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 Germans that went to New Schwabenland, supposedly they weren't racist, right? They wanted to just be Germans, like they didn't want to have any um, kind of racist racism type affiliations, is that true?
1: I served with those people in space. I have no memories of being in Antarctica, but I served in their culture in space and they wanted to be earth human, but they weren't particular about which race of earth human. They had figured out when they went into space that all of us have more in common with each other than any of us have with anything else out there. So that was, that was a rude awakening for folks that had honored Aryan bullshit. Sorry. I, I, wanted to not cuss on your show
0: (laughs) no it's okay it's okay i i I like that you're trying to get your point across that like they wanted to be united right like they they realized that we we were that we that we are better off as being more humane towards our other humans as compared to being like having like a, a racial difference right
1: right um example when i took um zoology at fresno state uh what year was it Uh, 1989. The professor stood up in front of the class all 500 of us and he flat out said that there was less genetic diversity in all of humanity than in a single family grouping of chimpanzees in in sub-saharan Africa. So everything we fight about, everything we hate each other over is nonsense.
0: I agree. So
1: now, I come from one of those families that are considered to be part of the elite structure. Does that mean that I think I'm better than anybody else? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. We are all human beings. We are all in this mess together and we're not going to resolve it unless we work together. And I really wish that the rest of humanity would agree with that instead of fighting over who's going to get a sliver of the pie.
0: And and you know what, Penny, I was just thinking about this in our own community, and we talked about this a little bit off air, and we don't have to name names, but like, just in our community of ufology and secret space program, or whatever you want to call this consciousness community, whatever this thing is that we're in, it seems like there's a lot of division in that too. And I don't want to be caught up in the middle of it, you know what I mean, between this faction and that faction, but I think, like, we could do a lot more damage if we were all joined together, because... And I think that that's kind of what they, whoever they is, they don't want. They don't want us to be joined together. Maybe they throw in disinformation from time to time so that we we split apart more, so that we, we can't...
1: Uh, um, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute because I have a pet peeve, okay? I've gone to conferences for probably the last six years, and... Every conference I've been to, the only people that got paid were agents, okay? CIA agents, FBI agents, um, Navy intelligence agents. They're the ones that get paid. The rest of us were paying for the privilege of being heard. I was putting out $2,000 a conference so that people could see me. Wow. Some, some of the people that were speaking were putting out more than that because I wasn't being charged for promotion because people were telling the, the promoter that they were there to see me. So he knew he was making money from me being there. So... The only people being paid are agents. And I'm not going to name names, but every single one of them was an agent. Now, those of us in this community know that we were abducted by the Department of Defense, by the CIA, by the NSA, by the, the Department of the Navy. We were de- We were abducted by these people. We were tortured by these people. My initial mind fracture was at an Air Force base. Why are we promoting agents of the agencies that tortured us?
0: Yeah. I mean, do we know a lot of times or are they are they good to mask themselves?
1: Uh, They've been real obvious about it. It's part of part of their description. Oh, yeah. I did 20 years with the CIA. I was a Navy SEAL. I was this. I was that. I was a a FBI agent. It's right in their descriptions. They're proud of it. And we're eating it up. Why? And then we get instead of experiencers, instead of people who who have some sort of evidence, you know, like like the investigators with photographs, instead of listening to them, we're listening to channelers. Why? I mean, we all know that V2K is a is a thing, where that they can put whatever they want into our heads using Wi-Fi, and unless we're using an EMF blocker like my cap here, you know. Uh, by the way, my cap is a nylon net knit and it has nickel embedded into it to block the wi-fi channel so that i can have peace of mind i don't wear it on air because to be honest it looks dorky (laughs) but i wear it the rest of the time you know um it's the only thing that's giving me quiet i mean i had V2K was rolled out on me in the early 1980s. And I, for a solid decade, I had a voice telling me that it was Jesus and telling me what to think and what to believe and, and how to behave. And, and the guy that was the voice knew the Bible better than I did, but I finally caught him in lies. And at that point they switched me over to the automated version. And I got to listen to a loop that I was all fat, ugly, and that no one would ever love me. And I got to listen to that loop for 16 years.
0: Now was, is, would you say that's AI is, would you, is that a, would you yeah. say that was, no, that's, was, was that's, a guy and then turned into AI doing it?
1: They turned it into an AI doing it. It's at least automated. So it was on a loop. Where that, that was, that was what was in my head all the time until I got the cap. And once I got the cap, it was Zen quiet. I could think my own thoughts in peace.
0: That's amazing. I need to get that cap. Yeah, definitely.
1: It's from um, lessemf.com. Oh, With oh. shipping and handling, it's about 60 bucks, and it's worth every penny of it. But, uh, uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of nonsense going on in the community. You've got V2K is talking to people in their heads. And I could not tell the difference between an E.T. and the V2K. Now, if you're really channeling an E.T., you're going to hear it anyway, even with the cap all it stops is the wi-fi and it's a barrier you make sure it's over your ears and it stops the wi-fi hitting those bones in your middle ear that's how it works
0: so it, it, it was just good for like psychic attacks too same same thing right i mean psychic like no, attack. Uh, I, it's like,
1: Psychic attacks are are a different frequency set, and it it won't stop those. This only stops V2K.
0: So what would you need if you're getting psychic attacks or if you feel like you're getting psychic attacks? And how can you differentiate if it's AI, V2K, or uh, psychic attacks? That's so interesting to me.
1: Um How I test on people that come to me and they're panicking because they're hearing a voice. Everybody's got a metal spaghetti pot, right? Yeah. Put it over your head. If it stops the sound, it's V2K. Because V2K comes on a Wi-Fi carrier wave and the... The metal in the pot will stop the the Wi-Fi. Uh,
0: so, okay, psychic attacks gonna still come through because the psychic attacks yeah. being sent through like mind control, right, or uh, uh, mental. Ps-
1: psychic attacks are on a different frequency set, so the metal doesn't stop them. So yeah. that's how you tell the difference. Um, I have a neighbor. A good friend, and she's on meds for schizophrenia. And I asked her, Are you sure it's actually schizophrenia and not V2K? And we did the spaghetti, sp- spaghetti pot test on her, and hers actually was schizophrenia. So.
0: Um, but do you think I was just gonna I was just gonna say, do you think anything is really schizophrenia? because I was thinking I was thinking this could all be entities, psychic attacks, AI. I mean, is there really a such thing as schizophrenia or is there is it all do you think entities and stuff like that, or do you think there really is a, a, a like schizophrenia really exists?
1: I think it's a yes and. I think that schizophrenia has always been with us. They've called it other things over the years. I think demons get too much credit for things. Um, Schizophrenia is a discrete genetic illness that runs in families. And it has a pattern to it. And if it's going to hit you, You have a parent who had it, and it will hit you by the time you're 22. You do not develop schizophrenia later in life. So, it's a discrete disease. It's a genetic disease. And people need to get over this thing of, oh, that's just schizophrenia. No. Schizophrenia is a discreet thing. It's like having, it's like having green eyes.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a character trait almost. It's like, it's like something that that comes with your, like, I wonder what, what, um, that's obviously some kind of brain defect. If some people have that, I feel bad for people yeah. that have that, like that yeah. actually people hear voices. Like it makes me think that those are entities. Like, I, you know, like, I mean, no. what's the, what's the, okay, here's the different, what I'm trying to say is like, I don't, I've never heard a voice, but like, sometimes I get thoughts in my head. But that, I, that i know they aren't mine and i think those are psychic attacks and i think either that or they're entities but i can kind of i'm good with like like sorting it out like you know i'm like okay that's not money like that doesn't seem like that's my thought but i've never actually heard a voice from somewhere wherever uh, tr- say
1: try the spaghetti pot because that's the way that wi-fi that's the way that the the v2k operates you you think they are trying to set it so quiet that you think it's your own thought
0: yeah and then do you think this is where like a lot of like like targeted individuals thoughts come from like and what are your thoughts on targeted individuals you think it's a very real thing
1: of course it's a real thing um dr robert duncan helped develop it and when he blew the whistle about it, he became targeted by his own program. It's real. Um, People don't want to believe that any of this is 3D real. They don't want to believe that the government would do this to them. They don't want to believe that their own military would do this to them. They don't want to believe that, that, you know, that's the biggest thing that I deal with real world when people come to me, oh, I've seen your show. The biggest thing that, that I get is I can't believe that my government would want to harm me. Why would they want to do that?
0: I, I mean, think about what happened with Max Spears. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I always wonder about that because he was such a nice guy. And he, he seemed like he had the, the, the whole disclosure thing. He knew, like, a lot of stuff. I don't even know where he was getting his information from. Like, But he knew a lot. And uh, I, I've heard stories. Uh,
1: Max Max Spears was an experiencer. He got his information from his personal experience in Monarch, which is we've in the groups where we've compared notes. We have identified six major programs that are operating out in space. Monarch is one of them and Kruger is another one and um, I would name names as to who's doing, who was in what, except that we talked about that that's one of the things YouTube doesn't like anymore. So, you know, I i can tell you who was in what because everybody talks about what program they were in. I personally have memories of being in Kruger and I was a ground thumper. And I had a surgically implanted exoskeleton, just like in the movie Elysium. And that was standard operating procedure for ground thumpers in Kruger. Kruger is the basis for the Borg in Star Trek. They modify their assets. That's what they call us is assets. They modify us with technology to make us stronger or more military militarized. And so you have exoskeletons, you have robotics, you have, you have chips, you have, sometimes they'll cut off your left arm and install a gun. You know, this is, this is what they do. And they end up, by the time they're done, you have more mechanicals than you do biologicals. And you don't even look human anymore. And yet you're out there as a mercenary fighting in E.T. wars. That's we insane. Have no, we have no business in those wars. Okay. Those are ET wars. That's between ET races. It's none of our business. We have no reason to be there. And yet this faction is getting payment in terms of technology for human beings serving in those ET wars.
0: I was just going to ask you, I was going to say, what do you think the ETs want with humanity? Like, what is the, I mean, is it many things? Is it like, um, are we an ass, are we, besides like what you said, are, are we like, besides being individual assets, are we a collective asset to an ET race for our DNA? Maybe?
1: Uh, we're a food source. Oh, wow. We are not intelligent enough to be considered anything more than a food source. They consider us like we do cows and pigs. And we, I had, I had an ET tell me. This was a Shahami, one of the
0: Anunnaki group, told Wait, me. No. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to, I wanted to back up there. I've never heard that term before. I did hear, I I watched your, I watched a little bit of your interview with Ileana, the star traveler, which was really good, by the way. Um, What is a Shahani? If you could explain that.
1: Shahani is the human looking Anunnaki. There were probably eight or nine different kinds of Anunnaki. They were different races. They were part of a, a, Alliance and they came here together and the ones that look human yes they're very tall very tall giants but they look human those ones call themselves Jahami now I've seen several different spellings and there are people out there who talk about them Um, and A.R. Borden, who is now dead, was who wrote about them.
0: Oh, I knew A.R. from uh, Michael Michael Lee Hill, right?
1: Yes. Michael Lee Hill was part of A.R. Borden's team. So he spells it and pronounces it different, but it's the same group. And they are, the tall whites are part of them.
0: What's the difference between a tall so so you're saying the tall whites are Anunnaki then they're the Shahami yes. Anunnaki
1: Yes they're the blue collar version of the Shahami So they're the same a lot of a lot of the folks that we're calling Nordics are Shahami and uh, others that we're calling Nordics are Germans pretending to be ETs
0: Okay, I got one for you. This is gonna be so interesting. When I had uh Jim Gerard on my show, he's a he's a he's he's an awesome guy. He told me that it might be possible that um Semyazi could have been Marie, Maria Orsic. So maybe Maria Orsic time traveled and ended up being Semyazzi and appeared to Billy Meyer as Semyazi. Uh,
1: Maria Orsich died in a submarine on her way to to Antarctica. She oh. never got off world, she never time traveled. She never made it that far. Um, The submarine was found by Russians.
0: But do you think Semyazi was definitely a German, though?
1: I think Semyazi was definitely a German. She was in a Hannibal. It had swastikas, and she spoke German.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The
1: preponderance of evidence is that she was a German. Yeah. So, yeah. And because Earth is in the Pleiades, a lot of the Germans will, when they hit Earth, they will call themselves Pleiadean or Pleiadian when they interact with humans because they're not supposed to interfere with the timeline.
0: Um, Do do the Germans have access to... um, the yellow cube or whatever you call it or the uh, or is that something that like american intelligence has
1: that's something american intelligence has now back to your question about when they split yeah okay yeah. they split between the germans and the americans in the space program happened because of teddy roosevelt 1800 he switched the alliance from us being allied with Germany to us being allied with Great Britain. And that was because he had grown up in Great Britain. His family had been aristocracy in the South. They had lost the Civil War. And he had been educated in Great Britain so yeah because
0: well you know what i was going to say penny i i, I just I just add to your when the nazis i think in world war one or or maybe before world war one like when before when the nazis first came a party like they they came to like new york city like madison square garden or something and like sold it out or something like that i heard it, like, was,
1: <clears throat> it was after world war one at the end of world war one there was a treaty the Treaty of Versailles, and it imposed impossible standards onto the Germans and caused a genocide of their most vulnerable people. And the aristocracy, okay, you're talking about German tribes. These people had been ruled by the same chieftains for millennia. Thousands of years you've had the same ruling class, and suddenly at the end of World War One, this ruling class was not allowed to be in power, and they're watching these rank beginners running the Weimar Republic destroy everything. They're watching their widows, their orphans, their children starving to death. They're watching their war veterans starving to death because of rampant inflation. And it, it was horrific. People were starving and freezing to death. And so the aristocracy picked somebody to lead those people out of that mess. And they had to do it secretly. But they had to do it legally. So they had to pick somebody who was not aristocracy. And as soon as he went into power, he dumped the aristocracy and got in bed with the Jesuits. Now, if you ever look through German history... The Vatican has been behind multiple genocides of the German tribal people over the last 3000 years. In fact, when I was in Shula on Mars, they called it Rome. They said Rome was out to get them. And that that was the reason that they went off world was because they could not escape Rome any other way.
0: So Rome has that big of a grip on this reality that we're in or or our current reality, but the Vatican is like the centerpiece of it, right?
1: Yes. Now it started off with the Roman Republic. In fact, their, their first interaction with Rome was Julius Caesar. And if you read his books, because, yes, he wrote books, he was a propagandist, he wrote books so that the people back home would think he was a hero. Gee, we still have people in the SSP doing that, writing books so that people think they're heroes.
0: wait i got a question though this this is going to get so interesting for the people that are watching this or or nobody's watching it yet because we're just recording it but i mean like when when they do this is this is because i was under the impression that the germans uh eventually sacked rome that they like they they,
1: they did. their first interaction with rome was julius caesar attacking them and every emperor after julius caesar attacked them from Julius Caesar to Marcus Aurelius, you're talking 300 years of Caesars attacking German tribes. 300 years of being attacked just because they were on the border. And so, yeah, those German tribes got a little bit paranoid. And then they finally broke through. And several <clears throat> several of the tribes attacked various parts of Rome. The Franks took over Gaul, which is now France. The um, Goths sacked Rome. Alaric was who who was the the chieftain who did who was behind that. Um, the Visigoths went down through, Hispania and and then took over northern Africa, which was the breadbasket for Rome. So whenever they took over the breadbasket, the Roman Empire suddenly didn't they didn't have the grain to do their free bread and circuses. So the empire fell apart. So where what else? Uh the Huns were coming in from the east, but they were being pushed by the Golden Horde aka the mongols so you know you had a lot of things going on at the same time and it was this guy has overpopulation and they're pushing on this guy and that and they're coming in they came in through what's today ukraine and hungary and that pushed the people out that had been there up into Germany because the Alps are in the way. And so they did this loop over the top and that pushed German tribes into Gaul and then down into Spain. And at the same time, there was, there was a mutation in a bug and we see our first measles epidemics. And Measles went through Italy and decimated the place. By the time the German tribe called the Lombards made it into Italy, they walked into an almost empty country because the Measles had killed everybody. Wow. So you have all of Europe between 400 and 700 700 about is when charlemagne was so you have this time period from the merovingians to charlemagne of about 300 years where the germans walked in and they didn't actually destroy anything they just they married the daughters of the guys that were already in charge and they just moved their people in. They didn't destroy anything until they got to Rome. And then they were pissed as hell because Rome had been trying to kill them. And so, yeah, they sacked Rome. The rest of the country, they just came in and said, "Ooh, we like this. You know, dude, I'm going to marry your daughter and I'm taking over your job. <laughs> That was how things were done. You didn't go through and kill the population because the population was where your wealth was. The population was who did the farming. You don't have farming. You don't have anything. Yeah. So, you know, they weren't stupid. They came through and... The Merovingians built new colosseums throughout Gaul. They continued everything. The common people continued to speak Latin. Latin was the common language up until the Crusades. If you look in the actual records, records were kept in Latin up until 1800 everywhere, even in the United States.
0: So where did this relationship go wrong then? Because it seemed like that they were even partners in like World War II, right? Like or the, the, there was no. like the Axis powers or, or that's what we're told. And I don't know they, how much of our country is a lie and what's real or what. Uh,
1: the Axis powers were Germany, Spain, Italy, Taiwan, Japan, and Thailand. (laughs) And you know what, Um, except for Italy, the United States has been occupying every single one of them ever since.
0: Wow. I never thought I didn't realize I didn't realize some of those other countries were in the access powers like I'm like, what what would Thailand have to do with you know what I mean? Like, I guess it was a World War. So everybody had a piece of something. Everybody had a gripe of some sort. Otherwise, they wouldn't be involved in it, right?
1: Well, they were, you know, if you if you're sitting there and your neighbor Japan is invading everybody. And and everybody around you is falling. Um, it kind of makes sense to become an ally with Japan so
0: that they don't you over. That that makes sense. So was China like a an an allied power or was China not in World War?
1: China had been divided up in the colonial period. So it was spheres of influence, which means it was colonies. They still yeah. technically had their Chinese royal house, but they were just a puppet government. And one section belonged to England, another section belonged to Russia, another section belonged to to Japan and Indochina belonged to France. The colonial period started about Well, it started in 1499 with the Doctrine of Discovery, which was from the Pope. There again, Rome. And it was what it said that if you come into a country and they are not Christians, then you have the right to kill them and take their land. This is still the underlying doctrine of property rights throughout the world. So that's an important thing for people to understand. The doctrine of discovery is a papal doctrine. That is the underlying doctrine of property rights if you are not a christian you do not have the right to own land under the doctrine of discovery and you can be killed and your property taken by the first christian who shows up
0: wow that's insane
1: yeah it's insane it's absolutely insane and yet it is still there that's what we're operating under even in the united states today
0: wait that we have is that,
1: why have native americans are in reservations
0: that yeah that I, I always felt like they did them dirty they did them so dirty like the manifest destiny and all that it, it was just like it was so it was so uh they they did them so dirty you know like um
1: that was the direct result of the doctrine of discovery and the germans at the time were still mostly pagan so they were dealing with that too so then you have the inquisition comes in you have uh, the teutonic knights came into the whole German region at the end of the Crusades in the Middle East. And so they were there, they completely wiped out Latvia, Lithuania, everything, everything east of Prussia until they got to Poland and the King of Poland stopped them. Yeah, you've got centuries of Rome doing these people dirty
0: wow i never knew that i never knew it was it was like that so like we go going back to this like where did it go break off so so when did they finally finally were able to break off was it because of what they channeled with maria orsic or the real society that like like packs with dracos that let them launch their secret space program
1: their secret space program was launched before world war one that's one of one of the things that I uncovered that I keep looking at this and going, everybody's looking too late in the story, okay? I live in the motherlode in California. I'm not going to be more specific than that because I don't want people showing up at my door, okay? <laughs> Have you heard about the Sonora Aero Club?
0: No, no, what's that?
1: They were testing, <clears throat> basically, the anti-grav engines in small space in small airplanes. In the mother lode of California, they were in Columbia, which is one of the one of the uh, mining towns. They were in Colombia, and they were testing anti-grav engines in small craft in the 1850s.
0: Oh, my God. Wow. It's
1: basically the same engine that's later called the Repulsina and credited to, to Victor Schauberger. They didn't have to deal with Maria Orsich and the Vril Ladies to learn any of this. They already had the technology. That's what I'm telling you. People are starting a hundred years too late, looking at the picture. This was in the 1850s. And one of the sites where the people were is less than five miles from where I live. Wow. So, this is real history, okay? So, there are people on the internet who talk about this. There are, <clears throat> this is not something I made up. Uh, there's a man who worked for the company, the agency that was funding the Sonora Aero Club, and he came and he did watercolor pictures of what they were doing and this was the the blueprints of the era because in his watercolors you see exactly where all the screws and nails go so he was he was doing watercolors that were the blueprints and taking them back to prussia to his bosses and somewhere along the line copies of his watercolors were found in the trash in texas of all places so his, his this, name was del show
0: this this is this is so interesting because this makes me think like more okay there's this there's this world war going on or you know there was multiple wars going on in in the forefront right like okay there's a, all there's this research being done in the 1800s right but then yeah. there's world wars and the, then there's these 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 Fronts, these space programs that were the fronts that hadn't even been out yet. But like, wh- what I'm trying to say is like, were, were the were the US and the and the Germans like allied, even though they were at war? Like, were they were they working towards the same goal, even though they were at war? Like working working towards the same no. goal of anti gravity or no?
1: The folks behind the scenes, countries don't matter. You, this, there are layers to this, and we've been talking about the program. The people doing the funding are they're kind of the same people that you would call the cabal today. But oh, okay. they've been they've been in charge for a long, long, long time. And they've been they're a how do I put this so it makes sense? They are not a monolith.
0: Okay. What do you mean by that when you say that? Can you can you explain? They're, it? they're,
1: they're not one group that gets along, and has a plan. Okay. There's, there are 30 little groups that are in fighting all the time. And they have a basic agreement on where they want to get, but they're fighting over who's going to be in charge when they get there. And so they're constantly screwing each other over
0: this this totally senses though how the world's run though this would this would actually make sense especially because you said they found those blueprints in texas of all places so it means that they were working on this anti-gravity all over the world from germany to the united states but then mm-hmm. you know certain places took off and other places didn't like obviously the germans had got their program up and running and they they took off like even though they lost world war ii or they didn't. whatever happened. Right? I mean, like, okay.
1: My understanding from the Germans on Mars is that Germany, the country, did an unconditional surrender, so they lost. But the German group that went to Antarctica were not part of that. And in the battle of Operation High Jump, they won. So they won World War II. And that they kept buzzing the White House with Hannibal. And if you- Did
0: you fly over?
1: The flyovers, the flyovers. Uh, what is it they called it, the flap? So yeah. they had, they were trying to get Truman to sign a treaty. Truman refused to sign it. But they flew over the White House during the election in, I believe it was 52.
0: It was a 50. I know there's a 52 flyover. I know there's definitely that. Like, I know people have footage of that. Okay.
1: Okay. So that was the election where Eisenhower was elected and he signed the treaty. And that was when we started with the Operation Paperclip. And that was when all the American companies suddenly had a German on the board of directors. And that was when, um, that was when um, the, the vice president uh, Nelson Rockefeller became the liaison between the Germans in Antarctica and the American government. So he was actually running the place for them and that was when majestic 12 was put in place and that that was there was also a treaty with the zetas at that
0: time period okay so and just to be clear like are, are there like biological grays and then like fake ones too or, or not fake ones but like you know like androids so there's yes. real zeta grays and then there's androids
1: there are real Zeta Greys, and then there are androids that are actually constructed by the U.S. government. Oh my God! Like I said, this is not an either-or. This is a yes-and.
0: Yeah, definitely, I I, mean, I see that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like you said. There's, there's multi layers to this, right? It's like, yeah. it's very complex.
1: The deeper I dig, the worse it looks that's wow. that's the truth of the matter. I I have been digging for probably 3 decades to try to figure out who ran the world. And I got to a certain point <clears throat> and some of these people contacted me. And it was we think you're smart enough to understand the answer. And trust me, that scared the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at that point, I understood enough about world history and about current politics and especially the CIA that whenever I started being contacted by people and told, well, you know, you're asking the right questions and we think you're smart enough to understand the answers. And then those people got killed for talking to me.
0: Oh my God.
1: Uh, one in particular got pushed off of an interstate bridge and he didn't die right away. He ended up with a bone infection and died painfully.
0: Is, has anybody ever asked you this? Do, why do you think that you were taken? Um, do you think that you have something special like in your DNA or, uh, did you think there's because obviously you're very and you're very highly intellectual you're you're very intelligent but like i think you obviously have other skills too that that made you be able in the secret space program but like do you think it's even more than that do you think there's something in your dna that they wanted and that's why they took you initially when you were a child um
1: they took my mother before me They've taken all three of my kids. They've taken both of my grandkids. That's one of the things that in the groups where we talk, uh, we have found that they are looking for family lines. And these are families. I'm not the first to say this. Max Spears was. They are looking for people who are. Of Merovingian descent.
0: Now, I'm, can you explain I'm, what that
1: is? Okay. The Merovingians were the Frankish kings that took over Gaul in about 400 AD.
0: Now, let me and, guess does that even go back even further to like the Middle East, or is that like ties to the Anunnaki, or is that ties to Germany?
1: It's tied to Germany, but these people, these people stated that they were descended from Jesus. Wow. Their, you know, the the records show a matrilineal descent that. Um, The story goes that Jesus and Mary Magdalene had a daughter, Sarah, and that Sarah married one of the Frankish kings. And so the Frankish kings are descended from Jesus. That's that's the storyline, and the Vatican has been trying to kill them off ever since there was a Vatican.
0: Wow, why so do you think why do you think they're trying to do that? Like, what, what, it, do they just don't want that, that, that line surviving? Or what's the,
1: well, you can't have a celibate Jesus that died for your sins if he has a bloodline.
0: Yeah. Oh, that makes, that makes total sense. Yeah.
1: It, it's the basis of their power structure.
0: Yeah. They, they want to give, they're, run, sorry, they're
1: trying to run, they're trying to rule the world based on the, the, the shoes of the fishermen.
0: Yeah. This is this is all so interesting. Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to think where we could go from here. Uh, I'm trying to think of where... Now, well, oh. The thing
1: with the Americans is they had just fought a war that they thought they'd won against the German tribal people and suddenly they were beaten by these German tribal people and were presented terms that they didn't like and so they were balking at submission Mm -hmm. and they never did tell the American people that they lost in Antarctica. Uh, so that's that's been part of the problem is the American people think they won World War Two and they didn't. And they have these behind the scenes rulers that they don't even know about. And that's why nothing ever changes. You can elect a Democrat this time. You can report elect a Republican this time, but nothing ever changes because the Germans are really running it. And we're not talking about the Germans in Germany. We're talking about the Germans in Antarctica. So the Americans balked at this. And to be honest, the Americans have never held to a treaty ever We have never honored a treaty for longer than 10 years. You can look through our whole 200 plus years of history. We have never honored a treaty for longer than 10 years. So Ike signed the treaty in 52. By the 1980s, we had Solar Warden. And Solar Warden, per its whistleblowers, was deliberately created to take World War II back into space against the Germans.
0: So it's like weird. It's like they, they, they use the Germans for their help, like they use their scientists, but then they, they just wanted to continue the war out in space.
1: They want to be the boss.
0: they're not the 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 bottom
1: line is they want to be the boss and the military industrial complex has more power in in the world than most people have any understanding and they have more power in space than most people have any clue of and i'm being very careful what terminology i use because there's somebody out there that that wants to sue us uh the military industrial complex is what president eisenhower called them so not copyrighted <coughs> but um <coughs> yeah you caught that uh um, yeah, so I served with Nachtwaffen, and I served on ships with Nachtwaffen. I was a navigator. I am one of the few human navigators out there. I was deliberately DNA modified to create that ability. And that's why I'm of value and why they haven't killed me yet. Because most, most, most navigators are ETs. With the Germans, they are usually a Draco. With the Americans, it's usually a Zeta or a tall white. But uh, they call them Nordics, sorry. Um, There are very few humans who are actually navigators. I know of, okay, in my small circle of people that I know are real, there are, I think, five of us who are navigators. That's it. Out of the thousands, possibly millions of people who have served in black ops, there are five of us that I know are real, that are navigators. And I am capable of taking 20 ships together into hyperspace, bringing them out with nobody in a wall. And not many are capable of that. Usually it's one ship.
0: Why do they usually use an extraterrestrial? What, is it because... because they, humans, sharp
1: sharp? humans don't have the capability. The I, had to be, I had to be modified with DNA from an ET to be able to do this. CRISPR technology was available in 1955 when I was born. So people think that CRISPR technology is is a 21st century thing. It's not. They don't expose anything to the public until it's obsolete in these black ops. So whatever was exposed here has been obsolete at least 20 years before it's let loose. And there's a lot of technologies that I have talked about uh, when I first came public in 2016. There are technologies that I talked about then that are now being released in, you know, basic patents. So uh, there's that kind of, of support for my testimony. Uh, So Neuralinks, Antigrav engines, TR3 series ships.
0: uh. One thing I was going to ask you about was the jump rooms before we, uh, we, we've been going, we've been going over an hour. I mean, I'd love to have you on back for a part two, but real quick if we could go over the jump rooms real quick, like, because one thing that I thought was really interesting, and I think that people need to go check out for, for any of my fans that aren't already your fans or, you know, like, I want them to go check out your YouTube channel because you got to interview a hero of mine, which is Andrew Basago. I love his story. You know me. I, I, I don't know if you, you follow me, but I'm a huge Art Bell fan. Like I'm a huge Art Bell fan. And like, I, yeah, I, listen, I used to-
1: to listen to Art Bell. Uh, actually, I used to listen to um, Bill Cooper.
0: I never listened to Bill Cooper. I was always a coast to coast, but I, I, I'd i love to, I'd love to go back and listen to old Bill Cooper. That would be cool. But what I was saying was I, I you got to interview Andrew Basago and I, I heard his, uh, I first heard his interview on Art Bell back in 2015 on Midnight in the Desert. And I was like, so compelled. Was there a lot of, um, was there a lot of parallels between what Andrew had experienced and what you had experienced with the jump rooms? Uh, the jump
1: rooms were very similar. Mine was in, uh, New York, and his was in Los Angeles, but they were basically the same design. They're um, permanent wormholes between the, the, it looks like an elevator, and on, on Earth's end, and a end point on Mars, And they come different places. The one in in New York ends up in with the Germans and the one in Los Angeles ends up with um, the CIA. And they're in different facilities. But we were were on Mars at the same time with different factions. We never interacted there. And uh, we were both verified by the same cia archivist who uploaded both of our files so when, when we were talking we both knew we had been verified that we were both telling the truth as we knew it and uh, in fact i have the recording from where i talked with with the cia archivist and uh she had, we had this protocol where I would say what I remembered and she would say if it was in the file or not. And at the end, she talked about that there were two things that, there was one thing I, re, I remembered that wasn't in the file. And there were two things that were in the file that I didn't remember. So I did get that kind of feedback. I don't know what Andy got from her. I know they talked more than once, um, <clears throat> but she was she was an incredible resource. Um, she's now in protective custody, so we can't access her.
0: Yeah. Um, but the the last question I have for you is about altars, like because uh, I never get. In- much right. Go ahead. But how how do we know? Like, uh, would if you could tell people like what the alters are and like how they affect you and and like and uh, and and is that that's pretty common in the SSP community? Correct.
1: It's very common in the SSP community. It's very common in super soldiers, SSP, MK Ultra. Uh, basically, anyone who serves in a any of the Black ops. It's pretty much the first thing they do to you. Um, they kidnap you as a young child because after the age of eight, you don't make altars. You just die. Um, they torture you. And the child will choose to survive or not. Um... If they choose to survive, they will take the memory of the torture and form a bubble around it. And that bubble keeps the main personality from having access to that memory. And eventually that bubble will form a personality of its own and it can be trained and used and the standard is a 13 by 13 by 13 cubic hierarchical array. They treat us like we're computers and just create. It's basically 2,200 alters and they train them as they want them. And, um, When you talk to military officers, they use the term dissociate to describe us. And I have talked to officers, usually somebody above a captain, um, and I just tell them I'm a dissociate and they go, oh and they usually get real quiet and walk away because they do know what that means uh, in the literature they talk about us like we're a different species of animal we're not we're humans who have been tortured as small children and it is standard operating procedure there are millions of us worldwide and there are millions of people walking around with 2,200 altars shifting. Sometimes you shift and share memory and sometimes you don't. And it makes continuity really difficult. And I will have times, I will get up in the morning <clears throat> and I know I've been up for, for several hours but i don't remember any of it and i will tell my partner lou good morning and he will just go ah thank god (laughs) because i've been somebody else all all that time and some of those somebody else's are not very nice people
0: i gotta ask you this this is so interesting because i might know somebody who's like this but I don't think she was in the SSP. Can this happen to people that I mean, like, it, that might or, or you say you said it's MK ultra, you said it's a, a bunch of stuff. But what if the person mm-hmm. doesn't know they've ever had something done to them? And they experience this? Like, is that, is that possible? Won't.
1: they use mind wipe technology on us so that we don't remember? Okay, that's, that's, that was something that I put into my bio that you didn't read was that my memories were activated by the nsa that's the only reason i remember okay um there was an nsa unit they sat on the russian desk they were translators but The agent assigned to me had been my trauma twin at Langley. And they chose him to activate me because they knew I would instinctively trust him. So in April of 2013, that team activated my memories on purpose for their own reasons that they have, they did not bother to share with me. And since the CIA killed both him and his boss in 2016, I have no way of finding out.
0: Maybe they want this information to, to, I guess, to come full circle and finish this all up for today. Like, do you think they want to get this information out or some, some section of the government, maybe some kind of white hat wants this information out?
1: I don't believe in white hats in the government. I'm sorry, I don't. I've seen too much bullshit. If they're doing this, they have reasons and they have nothing to do with with the good of the public. It has to do with some sort of of interagency warfare. Okay. They don't do anything for our good. They do it for their own and i know that sounds cynical and i know that a, lar- a large part of our community thinks there are white hats and they're counting on them to save the day <clears throat> i'm sorry the deeper i go the more i realize there ain't nobody coming to save us we're going to have to save
0: ourselves I agree. I'm so happy you said that. I I couldn't agree. I haven't went nearly as deep as you, but it's just a feeling that I get. I've always thought that every politician was corrupt. And like, I've never thought that they've had our best interest in mind, you know, no matter who it is, whether it's a conservative Democrat, they're just all not, they don't give two shits about us, right?
1: I have not seen anybody in office care about us in my entire lifetime. And I'm 67 years old.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, anybody who thinks a politician is their hero, I'm sorry, you're in for a rude awakening.
0: <laughs> I would agree.
1: I think the last, the last actual president who cared about the people was JFK. And I think that was why they shot him.
0: Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that as well. I would, I would definitely, you know. Um,
1: and at the time, he was he was hated by a lot of the people. My father hated him. So
0: yeah, right. it seemed like everybody wanted a piece of JFK. Like the mafia wanted them, the uh, the, the CIA. Yeah.
1: That's the way they operate. The Mafia is one of those 30 groups, so is the CIA. Um, Then you. Okay. Um, The Mafia goes back to pre Roman times. It's not something that started in prohibition, it's a group that took advantage of prohibition. Uh, yeah you've got, you've that got banker help. families that go back to to the Crusades you know you've got um you know you've got all this stuff going on and <sighs> I mean really some some of the banker families especially, uh, Back in the day, they did a lot more good than harm, but not anymore. Uh, and and you have to look at you have to look at the whole picture, and what they think they're trying to do, because one of the things that I've learned is that all these guys think they're good guys. Yeah. You listen to them. And they're all white hats, all of them, even the ones that are raping kids. Oh. So you have to learn discernment. You have to be solid in what your personal standards are. You have to have an ethical compass that's unwavering. And that's, that's stuff that people are not even thinking about generally, you know, I have an unwavering ethical compass. You do not hurt kids.
0: I would agree that that's, 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 that's a, that's a huge thing in my book too. You know, it's like, it's sad what's going on nowadays. Like, and you, you were a firsthand experiencer of it. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, so I can see why you would have a mission to try to right that wrong.
1: Okay. To put it in terms your audience can understand, when I was kidnapped at four years old, I was taken to Langley. There were a thousand of us. Five years later, when I was sent to Mars, there were 20 of us. Everybody else was dead.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Three years ago, when the Department of Defense sent me on a mission to try to kill me, the agent who sent me said I was the last one. And she called it the class of 1964. Wow. So I'm the last one out of a thousand, but at the end of that first 5 years there were only 20 of us that's wow. the kind of losses that that's the kind of torture that they did to us
0: and and it's like you know like uh, the kids are they're they're very innocent you know what i mean they have no uh the, you, the, you they don't have anybody to protect them you know what i mean like they're 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 who's going to He's going to protect, you know, like it's like, it's like We're they have
1: to kidnapped children with nobody. So, you know, um I really didn't want to think about that today. Sorry.
0: yeah oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. Well, but we've been, this is, we've been going an hour and 20 minutes. Can you tell them? Um, first of all, thank you so much for doing this, Penny. You're amazing. Like the first podcast we did was good, but this was insane. like, the the information you dropped today, I think people are going to love this. Like, it's it was really like it was good stuff. Um, can you tell everybody where to find you and find your YouTube and your website? And thank you so much.
1: Well, I'm on on Odyssey. I've had some attacks on YouTube, and uh, so I'm I've moved my show to odyssey after gurn being shut down and the attacks on youtube so uh, it's Nachtwaffen pilot on odyssey and i upload a new show on saturdays every week and i've been uploading old shows in between so that i get my major content moved over Um, I've interviewed some really good people over the years, some really good people, and I don't want to lose those.
0: So. Yeah. Well, um, we'll have to do a part two and, uh, thank you again for doing this and this was amazing.
1: Thank you for having me and thank you audience for listening.
0: All right. And until next time. And, uh,